Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Spin Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Kira McKinney, and right away, I wanna apologize for not getting last week's episode out. I had COVID last week, thanks to my husband. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna try and make this episode as jam-packed as possible. We do have a shit ton to talk about. There has been a lot of craziness happening in pop culture this past week, two weeks. So I am gonna make this a more robust episode than normal so that you have a full two weeks of gossip to catch up on. Um, In the meantime, I also want to let you know that you should definitely be following us at the Spin Cycle Media on Instagram and um, download the Geneva app to chat live in real time with me and other pop culture fans. Um, That is a fun new thing that I am implementing. I haven't started using it yet. I'm waiting for more people to download the app and join so we can start having some fun It's basically just a fun little group chat where I'll be like dropping links and like breaking news kind of like I do on the Instagram story, but um, y'all will be able to like respond and chat with each other in real time instead of just with me like y'all do sometimes on the Instagram stories. And also sometimes I don't like get to the Instagram stories fast enough and then it's like not uh, timey anymore. So I think that using the Geneva chat will be super fun. Um, So if you're not following us on Instagram, do that. And if you're interested in the Geneva chat, please join. If you have already joined and you're like, why are you not using it? Um, tell your friends to join. Anyway, um, got a really fun episode for you today. So yeah, let's get into it. First and foremost, I want to talk about some silly rumors I keep seeing on the internet and a lot that's been kind of like sparked by some quote unquote like PR experts on <laughs> the interwebs. I see all these people who claim to be like publicity experts that just kind of spark conspiracy theories and I'm gonna specifically name Molly McPherson. I used to really enjoy her content but I think lately she's kind of gone down this like conspiracy theorist rabbit hole and it started to really annoy me and not just her but lately specifically one thing that I saw is she's fueling this kind of like stupid like I don't know what else to call it other than a conspiracy theory. I'm like racking my brain for another term but that's really the only thing I can think of but this idea that Taylor Swift is like showing up to certain football games to like change her like Google search results Um, and namely the fact that she like showed up with all her famous friends to the Chiefs versus Jets game a couple weeks ago to change her like Google search results like to get rid of the mentions of her jet emissions and to me like first of all that's just like insanely silly like no celebrity including Miss Americana and Taylor Swift. No celebrity is so concerned with their reputation that they're willing to do that kind of stunt to just alter their Google search results about something so trivial. She is not trying to give off the impression that she's not, you know, playing the capitalist game. She is. We like, and that's the name of the game. We live in America. And I think this idea that we're supposed to, you know, play the game well and then also reject it. Like, I don't really understand that mentality. Like, sure, I I do believe in some ways that she is careful, carefully watches her net worth, um, which by the way, does not include income. Net worth is, I believe, your assets minus your debt, something like that. Um, So I do believe she carefully watches like what her assets are to like kind of like shy away from being a billionaire because that's never a good look. I think like, you know, what people say about billionaires and hoarding wealth 
wealth, et cetera, et cetera. But as far as like jet fuel emissions, like look at Leonardo DiCaprio. He like fully has a like environmentalist foundation, but he like owns yachts and private jets and all these things and like dates 25 year olds and his, his reputation is unscathed and continues to work and all these things. So why would Taylor Swift go out of her way to like pull off these stunts so that her Google search results are different? That's just like so ridiculous to me. But also like the main thing that I think is very obvious to me is after her Midnight's album came out and then she broke up with Joe Allen very shortly after, like less than six months, um, uh, Midnight's came out October 21st of 2022, I believe. And then she and Joe broke up April of 2023. And I think like what is getting lost here in all of this like weird PR spin debate is that a lot of her songs kind of pointed to the idea that she sacrificed a lot for him. She moved across the world for him. She gave up her fame for him. And then she clearly missed it. That's what the song Bejeweled is about. She like wanted to kind of return to the spotlight and herself in a lot of ways. And I think that's actually something a lot of women can relate to fame aside of kind of like giving up your sparkle and your shine for a man who like wants to kind of control you and dim your light. I think that's kind of like a universal experience that a lot of women who date men experience. Um, And so I think we're seeing her just kind of like reemerge into society after six years of hiding out and shying away from the spotlight to appease somebody else. And I find it to be highly frustrating that instead of people being like, oh, good for her, she's out and about and she's living her life and she's smiling and she's in public and she's just like, you know, embracing the cameras and the paparazzi and whatever. And she's happy. Everybody's like, well, what's the what's the message? What's the angle? What's the spin? When I think really the message is I'm back. And I think that's something that should be kind of like celebrated instead of speculated about. Um, And I find it to be really frustrating that other professionals within my industry like can't see a message that to me is like very clear, especially with 1989 coming out. Um, It does like make me question like if she had planned the order of her album releases previously or if she's kind of like releasing them based on like how she's feeling if that makes sense um I definitely think there was a certain order with these three like um, uh speak now or at least speak now in 1989 um coming after midnights just because of the music videos and some of the easter eggs um those three seem to be like in succession on purpose but I am curious about kind of the general order but overall I think the lyrics and midnights and then kind of what we're seeing now with her and Travis and what we also saw with her and Maddie Healy and with her going to Jack Antonoff's wedding so publicly and like her getting drunk at the VMAs and just all these things that we're seeing her do that we used to see her do all the time and then she was missing in action for six years. We see her break up and reemerge and then the fact that the takeaway for other people is oh I, I guess she wants us to forget about her jet emissions is just so frustrating to me. <laughs> I do want to talk about all the people that she brought to the Jets Chiefs game that was insane to me she brought Hugh Jackman and Sophie Turner which I thought was really interesting because they're two celebrities who recently announced like bombshell divorces so it was like almost like a divorce party (laughs) then um she brought Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds which I thought this was funny I always 
always like I kind of joke that my husband Stuart is the Ryan Reynolds of my friend group because he's always just like rolling with the girls like it's we always say it's Stu and the girls um because <laughs> he's always just like our chaperone slash driver and it's just like him and a bunch of girly pops um and it seems like that's what like Ryan is like it's always just Ryan and the girls so I think that's so cute um and then so Ryan had his little buddy Hugh um <laughs> and it was just all the girlies uh and then Anthony from Queer Eye um and then Sabrina Carpenter was there which was interesting it was just like it was a whole shebang and then it was interesting to me that Brittany Mahomes uh Pat Mahomes wife was with them this time um and then they I guess went to dinner the night before and she's kind of infiltrating this circle so I don't know how many people saw this but I saw this TikTok where this girl like went to Britney's Instagram and like went through her following and she did not follow Taylor or Selena Gomez but she did follow the Biebers and all the Kardashians <laughs> um so seems like historically Britney's not necessarily been team Taylor so that's kind of an interesting development and then Kayla Nicole Travis's ex unfollowed Britney on Instagram which is kind of a big deal because they were really tight um but I like don't have a lot of nice things to say about Britney Matthews slash Britney Mahomes um not necessarily because I think she's a gold digger I like don't like women being called that um at all um I think I think it's definitely possible she just like picked the right person in high school and like hung on for dear life like that's <laughs> and that's fine um no shade there but I don't like her for other reasons that have nothing to do with like who her husband is um I just find her to be like obnoxious and rude and not a great representation of Texas women <laughs> so yeah there's that she like they technically I guess live in Kansas City or whatever but they actually live here in Dallas um and yeah I don't I don't find them to be like a great representation of my city um and I also have family in Kansas City and I kind of feel the same way about that so just like not my favorite people I do love Jackson Mahomes like kind of obviously like ironically I have um his post notifications turned on so if you ever see me like post randomly about Jackson Mahomes like I'm just obsessed with him everything that he does I'm like highly highly tuned into um I find him to be just like a fascinating individual um everything he does is just like intriguing to me <laughs> anyway um so I'm interested to see if like Taylor and Brittany continue to hang out I'm interested to see if Brittany starts following Taylor on Instagram at some point um but I like when this all first started just like rumors bubbling up to the surface and before we had seen Taylor and Travis together at all my husband was like well Taylor's gonna have to hang out with Brittany and Mahomes and that'll give her the ick like that's gonna be the end of that um and I was like honestly that's a good point so we'll see if Taylor gets run off by that um and then obviously Donna Kelsey had that weird interview where um they kept asking her about Taylor Swift and she was like yeah it was okay and that was very strange but um Donna Kelsey seems to be a very sweet woman but she doesn't seem to like have a lot to say necessarily she's said really nice things about Taylor previously so I think she's just honestly like tired of being asked about it is like the vibe that I got but I don't really like know how to interpret that um I don't know it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to like hear more I guess um but I do feel like Travis is making making like making maybe milking it a lot because he it annoyed me when he was like yeah the NFL is like making too big of a deal like they're um you know like overdoing it and I saw that Steve Vinay Smith was like Travis like 
you know what you're doing. You're like playing into it. And I hate to say it, but I agree with Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> so um, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing I am actually very tired of, but I had to talk about it because I just was really annoyed with like the freezing cold takes I was seeing on the internet. So I had to like start off the podcast hot by um, debunking the bullshit that Molly McPherson is spewing on Beyonce's internet. Okay, another random weird thing that came out of this whole saga though, I don't know if anybody else like really caught this because it was kind of like a blip on the radar, but it really stuck with me. Olivia Wilde shared some weird post that was like, can Taylor Swift date a climate scientist? And I don't know if that was like shade at Taylor for like her jet emissions or what it was. Like, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't care. Like celebrities and their like hoity-toitiness about like each other's environmental contributions like is so funny to me because I'm like, you all are like contributing to the climate disaster like more than any of us normies. Like regardless of who you are and like what like anyway like it's just so silly but um I thought that was really interesting especially considering that they share an ex Harry Styles who Olivia has seemingly been kind of like bitter over um considering the like Emily Ratajkowski bit and all of that and then I guess Emily Ratajkowski was also like rumored to be hooking up with Joe Alwyn I read that on Dumois a while back but never saw any anything like come to fruition so that's just something I want wanted to throw in there just in case this like turns into something bigger down the line I do want to mention it but I just thought that like post was so weird and shady like when grown ass celebrities like post shady shit like that I'm like how embarrassing for you it's kind of like when Khloe Kardashian posts like cryptic um quotes like from Pinterest on her Instagram story it's like this is so beneath you I'm so embarrassed I like (laughs) I can't ugh stop. In other news of weird ass behavior, Drake decided to diss Rihanna on his new album for some reason. He says, why they make it sound like I'm still hung up on you. That could never be me. Gal can't ruin me. Better him than me. Better it's not me. I'm anti. I'm anti. Yeah. And the sex was average with you because I'm anti because I had it with you. Okay. I'm anti like your daddy's sister. Anti like a family picture. And I had way better bitches than you. TBH. Yeah. That man, he's still with you. Can't leave you. Y'all go on vacation. And I bet it's anti. And it's like, she's a mother of two by ASAP Rocky, and you're still fucking thinking about her, still fucking rapping about her, and you think that you think that that's doing something. Like, I'm so embarrassed for him. He's such an embarrassing person. It's so, it's so deeply embarrassing that he's 36 years old and still still behaving this way. Still. He also said some weird shit about Billie Eilish. He says, I let her go. She fine as hell, but baby she wasn't stylish. She had big tits like Billie Eilish, but she couldn't sing. Billie Eilish, as a reminder, 21. 21. Uh, Drake, as mentioned, is 36. Um, So that's gross. <laughs> and like, yes, it's legal, but just because it's legal doesn't mean it's not gross. Okay, so I guess technically that was Lil Yachty on Drake's song, but still, whatever. Lil Yachty is 26, so that's a little bit better, but still, still. Also, Billie Eilish has like spoken at length about how she like dresses baggy and shit because she doesn't want people to, to make comments about her body. So I feel like that's just a little bit of like a breach of privacy also like with slime you out uh drake used that slime photo of halle berry getting slimed at the like kids choice awards um without her permission reached out to her people she 
said no and then he used it anyway which you can do technically like it's like for money on Getty images but it's just like disrespectful to use that um and she is like outwardly pissed about it so he's just like you know 36 and like the biggest bitch boy in hip-hop I'm so sick of his shit and I don't like I don't really get why nobody's like hit him in the face yet also um bad week for biracials hi me um Doja Cat posted a selfie with some like neo-nazi comedian on with like a t-shirt with this neo-nazi comedian guy on it his name's Sam Hyde I have never heard of him before but people on Twitter apparently have um and they were really mad at her for posting that and then she like deleted it and dropped it and like reposted the picture um but apparently this is some like super alt-right neo-nazi quote-unquote comedian and um this is like not the first time that Doja Cat has kind of like shown this side of her because if you remember she used to be like in those like incel chat rooms and has just like participated in a lot of like I don't know like misogynistic and racist online behaviors and this is like not a first for her so I don't know as like a biracial woman myself I like really don't understand her mentality especially considering the fact that she's a hip-hop artist it's like who do you think you are like emulating or who do you think that like are your who do you think your inspiration is and who do you think came before you and whose footsteps do you think you're following in and like you're just kind of like desecrating like their names when you behave like this and um also it's just like such a bad look for us <laughs> like I just between Drake and Doja Cat this week I'm like this is so embarrassing y'all can we just like not look like bitter fucking idiot morons in the press for like a couple days because <laughs> like I get this is something I tweeted like on, in my like private like Twitter circle because I didn't want people to come for me but I'll say it on here because like people who listen to this podcast are not insane um but being a biracial person you definitely like you're always on your toes you're like kind of always on the defense because you never know how anybody is going to react to you like I feel like as a full race person you might have a better inkling of like how people are going to receive you whether good or bad but as a biracial person you kind of like never know how anybody is going to react to your like mere existence and that does put you kind of like on the defense a lot and so some people grow up with this like weird chip on their shoulder and instead of just like learning like I feel like what that's given me is this like really strong like sense of like hyper vigilance and like being able to read people and situations well and like like read microaggressions and like read um facial expressions and just like pick up on these like little things that I'm like oh that person doesn't like me so I need to like you know not say what I'm thinking or like whatever that kind of bullshit but what it makes other people do is just like develop this hatred for whether it's women or you know black people because they never because they're jealous of like a certain like community that they share and you don't feel as a biracial person or like whatever it is but a lot of people develop these things but it's like go to fucking therapy at what point do you like not look in the mirror and go like maybe the problem is me (laughs) because like I mean I feel like yes yes like what I said is valid like there is a lack of like security in being biracial there's a lack of community in being biracial there so that you are just kind of like floating in space constantly trying to cling to something but that doesn't give you the right to just like be a defensive asshole for the rest of your life Doja Cat and Drake like get it the fuck together
Sorry. Okay, I have to go off on a little Bravo tangent really fast. I, okay, I think we're on episode four of Salt Lake City right now. I think that's right, episode three or four. Um, It's good. It's a good season, way better than last season. I never thought I'd say this, but I'm really glad that Jen Shaw is gone. They're actually kind of thriving without her. I thought that it was gonna completely like fuck up the dynamic, but it's actually really like created a sort of like freedom <laughs> within the friend group Um, because she's not trying to like control everything and she's not throwing fits at the drop of a hat. I do like miss her funny like confessionals and whips. Um, But yeah, she's not like overall like that missed from the show. But what I do want to say is that I feel like a lot of the women are kind of like overcompensating for Jen's, Jen's ad, Jen's absence. Um, And what I mean by that is like they're trying to be like over the top materialistic and showy or they're trying to be over the top like messy and manipulative or like I just feel like they're kind of like showing their hands too much in a way that Jen came off more like authentic and her craziness and they're being a little too like overproduced and I don't like seeing the way the sausage is made so much. Um, I will say I think that I'm going to call it right now the next Jen Shaw, the next person to get in legal trouble is going to be Lisa Barlow. I'm going to say it right here, right now. I believe that that woman is already doing, she is doing illegal activity. And I'm going to go all the way back to when Jen Shaw got arrested. She called six lawyers, okay? (laughs) When (laughs) Jen got arrested by Homeland Security in the Beauty Lab and Laser parking lot, Lisa Barlow called six lawyers. Now, flash forward to this season, okay? In like the second episode, maybe, they're going to Palm Springs. They go to Trixie Motel, which I love. I love that crossover because I love Trixie Motel. They go to Trixie Motel in Palm Springs and they're on the, like they get off the plane and in the bathroom and in this like pit stop bathroom, they all of a sudden Lisa starts yelling that she lost her ring. And she's like the big one, my big $60,000 ring. I lost it. It just slipped off my finger like that. I thought I caught it, but it, it fell and I can't find it. Everybody's like searching the whole bathroom. Nobody found it. And I'm like already suspicious by this because I'm like a ring that big does not just like disappear you you're gonna hear it if nobody left the bathroom somebody heard it somebody saw it like nobody just like swiped it and ran out like especially if she made that big of a fuss about it and there are cameras outside nobody's gonna like steal something while there are rolling cameras like I I just like immediately was like this is weird and so then she gets in the van she's talking constantly about the price of the ring and then she's like it's sentimental it's from John it's from John and then she calls her jeweler and she's like I'm gonna get it replaced right now calls her jeweler the whole thing's just weird she's talking about how much the ring is she mentions it like 30 times she's like it's 60 g's it's 60 g's it's 60 it's 60 g's and she's just like distraught over losing this ring and I wholeheartedly believe that she did not ever have the ring on well okay I'm actually not gonna say that because she allegedly had it she had a selfie in the airport wearing the ring and I'm like that's convenient why did you take a selfie in the airport and withholding the ring up like I it's all fishy I'm suspicious by this because I'm like a ring that big does not just like disappear you you're gonna hear it if nobody left the bathroom somebody heard it somebody saw it like nobody just like swiped it and ran out like especially if she made that big of a fuss about it and there are cameras outside nobody's gonna like steal something while there are rolling cameras like I I just like immediately was like this is weird and so then she gets in the van she's talking constantly about the price of the ring and then she's like it's sentimental it's from John it's from John and then she calls her jeweler and she's like I'm gonna get it replaced right now calls her jeweler the whole thing's just weird she's talking about how much the ring is she mentions it like 30 times she's like it's 60 g's it's 60 g 
G's. It's 60, it's 60 G's. And she's just like distraught over losing this ring. And I wholeheartedly believe that she did not ever have the ring on. Well, okay. I'm actually not going to say that because she allegedly had it. She had a selfie in the airport wearing the ring. And I'm like, that's convenient. Why did you take a selfie in the airport and withholding the ring up? Like, I, it's all fishy. I'm like, very convenient that you had a selfie with the ring on. Then the ring's just like gone. Nobody heard it fall. Nothing like that. Like a ring like that makes a noise. You know what I mean? Like you, you hear something like that fall in the bathroom and like other people were helping her look. She never came out of the bathroom for like 45 minutes. They like had the footage rolling of like 45 minutes of that. And they also have footage of people going in and out of the bathroom. So if somebody really swiped it, like they'd have that person on camera. And I like truly don't believe that anybody is that ballsy to just like swipe a $60,000 ring and walk out of the bathroom with cameras rolling on them. Like I truly believe that she like pretended to lose it and then called her jeweler and was like, and I think that she was talking about how much the ring was to establish proof and then file an insurance claim and then get $60,000. I wholeheartedly believe this. I think she's a fucking criminal because where else, where are they getting all this money? It's not from Vita Tequila. I've never heard anybody, I've never heard of anybody ever trying Vita Tequila. That is not where they're making all their money. Okay, there's no way. She also owns a quote unquote marketing company called Lux and I am very like skeptical about marketing companies that are quote unquote incubators. So I'm on reallisabarlow.com and it says Lux Marketing offers luxury lifestyle events and consumer-based marketing. We create strategic business-oriented marketing solutions for leading brands. See our service. Brand positioning. So that's basically PR. Brand story plus DNA. Branding. Messaging and storytelling also PR. Content planning. Branding. Graphic design. Blah, blah, blah. Content creation. Who are your clients, Lisa? It's weird. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know about it. Okay. Barlow's marketing company is the incubator for multiple brands, including her own liquor portfolio to lifestyle brands across multiple industries, including beauty, apparel, and more. Okay. What is that though? <laughs> like what? Lisa and her marketing company Lux is well known in, this is written really badly too. Like there are several like unnecessary commas in places that there don't need to be. And then this, this is bad subject verb agreement because it says Lisa and her marketing company Lux is. So it should be Lisa and her marketing company are, right? <laughs> well known in the entertainment industry for making things happen from finding the perfect deal for a celebrity to creating the perfect space and environment for launching a new movie or TV show. She has you covered. So I know she does do things with um, Sundance. So I figure that she does like do some events first during Sundance. But other than that, I really don't know. Interesting. I am obsessed with the new girl Monica on Salt Lake City. She's like down to earth, but like still bougie. And I like that combination in a housewife to kind of like balance out the Barlows of the world. Um, Because I like my housewives to be like bougie and expensive, but still like classy. I don't like when housewives talk about how much things are. Like Heather Dubrow would never mention how much her ring cost. She would never talk about that. You know what I mean? Like Lisa Vanderpump, never. Like I want actual rich women, like this new money kind of vibe that Lisa Barlow has where she's like talk, like constantly mentioning the price of her ring. I'm like, you're either a criminal or you don't actually have that much money. It's very tacky to me. In other Bravo news, both Ariana Maddox and Mauricio Umansky are competing on Dancing with the Stars right now. Um, They have both survived the first couple of weeks. Jamie Lynn Spears got the boot, of course, thank God. Um, And Ariana's killing it. She looks great and she 
seems to be having a lot of fun. I actually haven't seen any of Mauricio's dances. I have just like not cared that much, but I have been interested in his and Kyle's separation. They have officially announced that they are separated, but not really speaking about divorce at this point. Um, Mauricio claims that Kyle and Morgan have not had sex, which I'm like, that's such a like intimate detail. Um, weird that you <laughs> like such a weird detail. It's like, okay, thanks I for telling us that. <laughs> Like, so they are together, though. That, like, is what that means to me, I feel like. Um, but it they keep, like, going out together, like, dressed exactly like Morgan and Kyle. Um, I, don't, I don't know. The whole the whole thing is very strange. Um, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hill trailer dropped, and they're kind of speaking about their marriage, and uh, Mauricio is, like, saying something about Kyle being out there having all these affairs, and Kyle was like, yeah, this time it's me, kind of insinuating that Mauricio has had affairs before which has always been kind of like rumored and kind of expected partially just because I mean Mauricio kind of looks the part I know that's like a shitty thing to say you're not supposed to like judge people by what they look like or whatever but Mauricio just like looks like a cheater like you, you know like some people just have those husbands and you're just like oh he cheats on her you can just like see it in their eyes Mauricio has that vibe to me like I've just like always been like like he's cheating I just know it like the way he like looks at other women is just I'm like Ooh, I don't like it like with Dorit. So that's a interesting thing that we'll be able to see unfold on Beverly Hills. I'm interested to see um, how the other women react to that. I bet they're going to be hard on her, <laughs> which I'm kind of excited about because Kyle's always like so involved in other people's relationships. She's such a meddler. So um, she's going to like get it back and I'm happy about it. She deserves it. But there's some other weirdness with Kyle and um, Mauricio because I guess Mauricio Mauricio went on like a double date with this um, girl who I suppose works for him. I admittedly don't know enough about this as I should to like talk about this on the podcast, but her name is Leslie Vega and she's an actress, um, but also works at the agency. And I guess Mauricio took her her to dinner with his parents so it was like it appeared to be like a double dinner date with him and this woman and his parents and they like took a photo together very fucking strange to me like it seems it seems like Mauricio and Kyle are both dating other people and just are not like necessarily contemplating divorce at this point in time um so very weird very weird stuff happening in Beverly Hills currently but what's so there's been some TikTok tea going down and I have been following it since the very beginning. Um, I've actually been on the fence about these creators since I first saw them going viral. There was something that rubbed me the wrong way about them from the very beginning and I feel very validated <laughs> um, by this situation. So there's this um, lesbian TikTok couple. Their names are London and Olivia and they are like two Southern Bells and they they just recently got married and essentially what happened was as soon as they got married this 
this girl, one of them named London, had all these like racist tweets come to light. And um, I'm sure you're asking yourself, what kind of racist tweets? Well, essentially, she's using the N-word like it's like bro, like just like constantly using the N-word colloquially, casually, um, commonly. It's flowing off her fingertips so smoothly. She's so comfortable with it. Um, And yeah, it was like 10, 12 years ago, but it's 2023. um, And we haven't had access to the internet for, you know, that long. So to be like, just like, I don't know. I just think it's crazy. Like when people's tweets come out like that and I'm like, the fact that you like, even during the wild west of the internet, were like never worried about these things like coming back to bite you is so crazy to me. I feel like from the onset of the internet, I have always been like warned by adults around me. Like don't put shit out there that you don't want people to see. And I'll even like get on my Facebook memories, things will come up with like words that are no longer cool anymore. Not like, you know, crazy shit, but like just, you know, out of term words, like even like calling myself things like, and it's like, I I should delete that. (laughs) Like, I don't want somebody to find that later and I'll just like delete it. And I mean, not words like that. I mean, but I I mean, I can say that word, but (laughs) words that nobody should say uh, anymore. But it's like, you should be careful on the internet. And it's so, it's just so insane that like, when it comes to white people saying the N-word, there was never a time, is my point. There was never a time where white people could use the N-word on the internet and it'd be okay. So I just like, can't really like wrap my head around that. And then anyway, so I've been seeing this couple on my free page for a long time and they're two like white women that remind me of a lot of the sorority girls that I went to college with um, in Alabama and not like the girls who are in my sorority I wanted to clarify there's like so I went to school at the University of Alabama and there's something there that's called like old row and that basically means that it's like the older fraternities that have been around since like the dawn of time and like pre-civil war and they have all these old values and they're like low-key racist and like it's just like a very traditional like old south kind of vibe and that was not um the culture of my sorority that I was in and um but that was definitely the vibe of some of a lot of the older houses and that is the exact vibe that those girls like gave off to me and that's why like I tried to follow them at first when they like first started coming up on my page because I was like oh you don't see this very often to like you know kind of femme um southern lesbians like you just like don't see that a lot so I tried to follow them and like support and then I was like you know what like I actually like hate their vibes (laughs) I know I keep saying vibes but I like don't even know like it's better than saying aesthetic I like hate that um but I just I had to unfollow and then when this whole thing blew up I was like okay okay this is exactly what it was this is what I was sniffing out um and so on their honeymoon they post a like 10 minute long apology video but only to their story on their like shared account and essentially she like she never apologizes in it she takes accountability and says like I'm embarrassed and I shouldn't have done that and all those things but never says like I'm sorry to the people that I hurt and like I'm sorry that you know that word was part of my vocabulary and all these things like there was never actually an apology and I think the worst part of these kinds of instances are that then like all these white girls take it upon themselves to offer forgiveness and are like we know you're not that person like we know what's in your heart like thank you so much for owning up to it like 
have an amazing honeymoon, like hearts, you know, all those things. And it's like, this isn't really like for you to respond to necessarily, but also like, I guess that is their audience because people like me, like I couldn't really stomach them for very long. So I don't know, but that's the tea. And now they're like on their honeymoon. Um, And the other one, Olivia, she just kind of like sat in the background of the video, kind of like looking annoyed. Oh, and I forgot I buried the lead. They got married on a plantation. So <laughs> it shouldn't have been like that much of a surprise. Uh I can't believe people are still doing that, but I guess you know, to each their own, whatever like spirits you want to invite into your marriage, like go off. Okay. Last but not least, we have to talk about the Kourtney Kardashian, Kim Kardashian feud, and also a touch on Kanye West. First, it turns out that Kanye and his wife, Bianca Sensori, actually are legally married. Um, People thought that they were just like fake married and a lot of news outlets have been calling him his her his like quote unquote wife like literally putting it in quotes um but turns out um they did use a confidential marriage license um just a month after they finalized his divorce from Kim um so the license was registered I guess um December 2022 yeah so they are actually legally married which is scary because he keeps you know covering her face in public and shit like that um I'm very scared for her. She seems uh, like a woman. Not always sad. Anyway, so Kim and Courtney have been fighting for what seems like forever. Um, pretty much going back to Courtney and Travis's wedding. A lot of people speculate that it's because of like Travis's old crush on Kim. Um, but honestly, like that's such a normal thing in the Kardashian family. They share men all the time, and I don't think that that has anything to do with this feud. Um, I personally think that Kim. Like, I think Courtney's exactly right. I think Kim can't share the spotlight and, like, cannot stand not being the center of attention for the side for a second. I also think that Courtney is the only person in the family with a loving partner, and they also can't stand that. Um, I do recognize that Courtney also is not, like, the easiest, like, personality to be around either. So I think, like, between the fact that Kim can't be the center of attention and the fact that Courtney probably is, like, a very demanding person, that that just, like, creates, like, a super tumultuous cycle but I'm getting kind of frustrated with the way that people like interpret the whole situation like I'm seeing a lot of comments on the internet and people saying like Courtney should just quit the show if she like hates being around her family so much but to me I'm like well then how is she supposed to like tell her side because then her family just gets to kind of dictate the narrative and she doesn't even get to like share her side of the story and we only hear Kim's side of things and I think that's ultimately what she like does not want. The phone call on the latest episode of the Kardashians was particularly telling like with Kim telling Courtney that there is a group text titled not Courtney with like Courtney's friends and family in it and all these things. I guess Courtney had to like verify with her friends that it actually was just her sisters and her friends are not participating within that. Um, But all just like very 
nasty things coming from Kim that I feel like I couldn't get past my sister saying to me saying that like her kids come to her like because she can't they can't stand to be around her and um, those kinds of uh, just like nasty remarks Um, but I do think that there's a lot of jealousy within their relationship I do think that Kim is kind of like the favorite daughter of uh, of Chris's and I think like Courtney is probably the daughter that Chris struggles with the most Um, and so I think that Courtney probably does have a lot of jealousy uh, between her and her other sisters Um, so I like recognize that um, as like a Courtney problem that like she could fix Um, but I still just like the vitriol that comes from Kim every time they argue is just like so insane and I think that when Courtney says to her like you're just like so evil like I feel like that's like truly how she feels I don't think she's trying to like hurt Kim's feelings I think she believes it um, which is just ultimately really really sad Uh, but it seems like the fight is real it is not like produced for cameras Um, it seems to be something that has been ongoing for years um, dating back possibly to like you know 2019 2018 Um, but it just like keeps brewing and it'll be interesting to see where we end up uh, now that especially now that Courtney is about to give birth to her fourth baby um it didn't seem like Courtney or it didn't seem like Kim and Chloe were at the socially distanced baby shower so it will be really interesting to see um how the family moves forward past the baby's birth all right I hope you enjoyed today's super long episode I make sure you tune make sure you tune in to Easter Egg Hunt a Taylor Swift podcast coming back this week it should have been last week but I was sick so it's this week (laughs) um we'll be talking about all things 1989 and the upcoming vault tracks for taylor's version i'll see you next week love you so much bye